You grab the blanket, girl, I grab the beer. I know a spot not far from here. A little place only for wheel drives. Welcome to the Back Porch with Jay and Brandon. This is Brandon Newman and Jason Markle's here with me. And this morning, our special guest is Brian Moffitt. Brian Moffitt's one of my favorite local musicians. I'd like to go and listen to him at Red Bones. I have been doing so for some time, and I'm glad to have him with us here this morning. Brian, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Now, you're going to play some of your music for us this morning. Tell us about the first song you're going to play for us. Uh, the first song is uh, was off my first album titled Gasoline. The song's called Gasoline. Uh, it's picked up by some uh, radio stations here in West Tennessee, and Fortunately enough, it's still playing, um, you know, since uh, probably about four years now. So it's still a big hit with everybody. And uh, since then, I've uh, started on another CD. and uh, It's a little slow in process, but I want to make sure I have the right songs and uh, uh, to go on that. And uh, But the first song is called Gasoline. And, uh, it was the one that kind of really, you know... Uh, gained me a, a lot of attention as a, as a singer, as a songwriter, and as an artist. This is the one that they were playing on 106.9? 106, 104, really picked it up first, and uh-huh. I started just playing it every day, twice a day, and really, you know, threw it out all over West Tennessee. All right, let us hear it. Okay. Made up your mind and told me goodbye Somehow I knew that this time It was real cause I could feel That my heart would never heal And now that we are through And you're seeing someone new The only question I have for you Is what did I do? To deserve this kind of hurt To feel this kind of pain All I did was love you All I wanted was the same I may be at fault Honey, we're both to blame It takes to burn a bridge I struck the match Gasoline Try to retrace Every step I made Praying that someday I might find A reason why That our love Had to die But I know that It's no use I may never learn the truth Or even see your point of view What did I do To deserve this kind of hurt feel this kind of pain All I did was love you All I wanted was the same I may be at fault Honey, we're both to blame It takes two to burn a bridge I struck the match For the 
Gasoline and I love went up in flames. All eyes will never be the same. There's just some things you can't change. Ain't it a shame? song where were you at what was going on in your life what what led you to write that i well like any country song that <laughs> you know <laughs> there was a woman there, there's not many topics in the <laughs> country to write about but the number one is love i guess or, or bad love or heartbroke heartache uh i was in a pretty low state of mind at the time that i wrote that song just uh, got out of about a two-and-a-half, three-year relationship that ended pretty badly. And uh, I was, you know, being blamed for the for the, the ending of the relationship. I was in a pretty depressed state, not eating much. Not, not you know, I wasn't, like, on a drinking binge or anything like that. But, you know, I was just, just in a pretty low, depressed state of mind. And, uh, you know, I was sitting on my couch one day, and I was watching TV or, or something or another, and... Uh, some of the words that she had said to me were, you know, kind of going going round and round in my head. She was saying, you know, this is all your fault. You're the one to blame. And uh, so these, these, I don't know, it's just started coming together in my head. And it was, you know, I may be at fault, but honey, you know, we're not, I'm not the only one to blame. It takes two to burn a bridge. I struck the match. You poured the gasoline. Which means, you know, I may be at fault, but, you know, you had something to do with it, too. And uh, so that just come right out. And I immediately just jumped up and grabbed my guitar, a piece of paper, and a pen and went to writing this stuff down. And within 30 to 45 minutes, I had the song completely wrote, the music completely wrote, the the bridge, the chorus, the the lead break, everything. Just, it, you know, 45 minutes just came out. You know, I think that's kind of amazing the way that that works. It's almost as though you sweat out that pain through one of these songs, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It and is. then after it, you just kind of feel better once it's I do. And it, it's it was kind of like a, a moving on point. It was like I, after I wrote that song, especially after I got in the studio and recorded it, it was like I felt a, a breath of fresh air. It was like I was able to let that go. That part of my life started started closing that book, ending that chapter. 
and uh, started. Doing That's a good it. way to get things off your chest as well. It is. Kind it of is. It's get it on paper or yeah. get it out somehow. Kind of a healing process. Exactly. <laughs> now, when your fans hear you play this song, I'm assuming this is one of the fan favorites that you it have. Is. Uh, because it's been around a while. Um, has anyone ever told you that this song has helped them through anything or that they feel like they can connect to it? I've had several people that sent me messages or come up at shows and say, you know, I really love that gasoline song. I was kind of going through, you know, the same kind of thing where I was made to be the one that felt like, you know, that uh, I was the one that was at fault for the relationship to end. And, and that song really helped me, you know, see past that and, and move on with my life and realize that, you know, what's meant to be will be and what's not won't. And, you know, I've, I've had several people come up and tell me that, yes. Good. Well, what song do you have for us next? Um, this next song is a continuance of Gasoline. Uh, I just played this out on that uh, TV show. I've played it a few times acoustically. I haven't gotten the studio and recorded it yet. But it's... Uh, from the same era, I started writing this song and, and got uh, the first verse, second verse, and the chorus wrote. And it was too painful at the time that uh, you know I was writing it to be able to uh, to finish it. And that was in like, uh, 2008, and I just finished it last year. I just sat down. You know, it was like I couldn't go there. Mm-hmm. I couldn't go to that part of my life. This song is called Without You. You say I don't know what love is That I wouldn't have done the things I'd done if I did And you tell me to just move on To let go and find someone what we had is gone Darling, I don't believe that's true Cause you love me Just as much as I love you And I know it's not too late for us to try and say the love that we made was baby without you my sky's no longer blue it's more like a shade of gray My sun no longer shines It's always dead of night And I can't take another day Living this way Without you No, I haven't always tried To show the love I have for you deep inside I can't imagine how you feel I 
know there's doubts and know there's fears. But let's lay on to rest right here. Cause baby, without you, my sky's no longer blue. It's more like a shade of gray. My sun no longer shines It's always dead of night And I can't take another day Living this way Without you with me, baby My life would be so crazy I don't wanna let you go. Don't wanna let you go. Cause baby, without you, my sky's no longer blue. Take another day living this way without you. Say I don't know what All right, that's another great one, Brian. Thank you. Sounded real good. I like that. Appreciate it. Uh, I got a question for you. Uh, All right. What was it like opening up for people such as Trent Tomlinson and Daryl Singletary and, and all these that, that you've opened up for? Uh, first off, it was a, it was a <laughs> real honor to be able to open up for guys like that and, and you'll know, get to meet them hang out with them talk with them and, uh, Trent's a really nice guy he's a great performer really explosive on stage uh, Daryl Singletary is uh, one of the one of the best country music singers that you ever hear in your entire life with a voice that's uh, recognizable you know if he's uh, once you hear him sing you know it's like uh, you know that's it that's it and uh, he's a really great guy so was Daryl Worley. Got to open up for Daryl Worley a couple of times and uh, uh, go around to some of the, the fundraiser things that he does right. through the through the Bumpus Harley Davidson right. people. And uh, he's like, "Yeah, come on upstage and say something," you know. And uh, uh, that was uh, become you know pretty good friends with Daryl, and he's a real nice guy, and he does a lot for the, you know his community. He does. He seems yeah. to be a real nice guy. Yeah, and, and he supports America and the troops, and uh, God bless them. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, he's he's yeah. he spends a lot of time overseas, and a lot of people don't realize that. He does. If, if we had more country artists and, and more people that uh, supported the America and the troops the way he did, you know this uh, 
Exactly. Well, I tell you, correct me if I'm wrong, but here a couple of years ago, were you not supposed to open up for George Jones? I was. I was. I'm going to tell you, I had front row tickets to that show. When they announced that show was canceled, it broke my heart. Oh, it broke my heart, too. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that was the, to me, you know, all these other guys are great. And, uh, you know, open for Mickey Gilley. uh, Right, Gene Watson. Gene Watson. And, uh, but George Jones would be. I mean, that's that's just the top. To me, everybody's got their own, exactly, everybody's got their own opinion. But but to me, there'll never be another George Jones. There'll never be another George Jones. Nobody will like, come close uh, to George Jones. One of my biggest uh, musical influences and heroes was Waylon Jennings. And he was quoted saying, if we could all pick the way we wanted to sing, we'd all sound we like don't, George exactly. Jones. <laughs> exactly. I, uh, I'm going to tell you, when that happened, I even so much the same day called the promoter. Yeah. And I wanted to know what was going on. Right. I mean, I was hot. Yeah, yeah, me too. You know? Me too. And uh, like, and once I found out, I'm not going to go through the whole story of what really happened, but once I found out what happened, that even made me a little bit more mad. Yeah, yeah. And uh, all I can say is that it wasn't George's fault. It was not George's fault. That is, he true. wanted to be here. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And uh, I myself was looking forward <laughs> to it. My band was looking forward to it. Like I said, because that was the that was the top of the mountain. That exactly. Was the I mean, if I would ever got to do anything else in my life, I could say that you know I opened for. The legend George Jones. Exactly, and uh, it was just about I not guess, very many two weeks. About two weeks before the the concert, it was. It was like two or three weeks, and I, I guess I heard it on uh, on one hundred four that morning that, that the show had been canceled right. for. And I've still got my poster that was made up where it says, really? you know, George Jones was special guest Brian Moffat. <laughs> you know, the show that never was, the show that never happened. Well, exactly. you also you opened for the. Uh, Rockabilly legend W.S. Hall. I sure did, and that was an honor as well. What was that like? He is a really nice guy, and that was a good show. It was uh, held in Lexington, and it was a, uh, I think it was a, jo- it, it actually was, it was a Johnny Cash birthday bash, is what it was called. Wow. And it was jo- it was W.S. Holland with, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the original Tennessee Three, mm-hmm. and uh, got to open for them. Got pictures hanging out backstage with him. He's just a really great guy. And, you know, he's he's a legend too. You know, and uh, because he started out with Carl Perkins playing drums, and then uh, I guess uh, became his manager. And from what I understand, I guess when Carl had that that wreck, where it kind of set him back, you know, right. Johnny Cash picked him up, and uh, and the rest is history. You know, so uh, they call him they don't call him the father of the drums for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Brian, uh, you have been all around West Tennessee playing in the last several years. You have played, like you said, Daryl Worley Foundation benefit over at Bumpus Harley Davidson. You played with them. Yeah. You've also played for uh, Holly Bobo benefits. Yes, I'm very supportive of Holly. I know that's something that you're really passionate about. What? It tell is. us what's going on with that. Uh, I've really don't know anything of what's going on you know uh, when that first happened uh, you know I have it's not that I knew Holly or any of her family or anything like that but I knew people who were good friends with them and um, I'm not really for sure if I reached out first or if they reached out and they said you know we're going to have a benefit for Holly and you know we're looking for some entertainment and I said absolutely anything that you would like for me to do however long you would like for me to play 
wherever you would like for me to play, I'll be there. You just let me know. And um, did it the first year. It was a pretty good success. Second year was a good success. And uh, this third year, of course, right before they, you know, probably were in the in the process of planning that is when, you know, uh, all the recent coverage and stuff came up and uh, you know I'm just praying that you know that the family gets closure and Holly gets closure and uh, I'm sure there'll be some stuff in the future and uh, I would love to be a part of it you know and I'm you know, kind of a remembrance of Holly and you know from what I understand she was a, a great kid and a good friend and uh, if I could be a part of that I'd love it well, now I want to ask you a question about a quote that was made this week by another musician and see what your opinion is of it. Is that all right? Yes, sir. All right. There was a historical show in Nashville this week that I didn't get tickets to, and I'm still kind of upset about it. But Jack White opened at Bridgestone Arena this week, and mm-hmm. his special guest was Loretta Lynn. When she walked off stage, he said, this is the best female singer-songwriter in the 20th century. Would you agree with that? I would, I would, because, you know. Obviously, Loretta Lynn's not very far from where you uh, grew up and you were raised. Right, she just, uh, I think it's about 35, 40 minutes right up the road is where she uh, uh, resides and whatnot. Uh, You know, she grew up in Kentucky and then then she uh, traveled all over, you know, Nashville and was best friends with Patsy Cline and and, uh, started the the Loretta Lynn uh, Dude Ranch up there, and I uh, can't believe what, can't remember what exit that is, I think it's... 143, okay. yeah. And, uh, but, yeah, she is, because, you know, to me, anyone that grew up the way she did, and, you know, her dad worked herself to death in the coal mines, she taught herself how to play guitar, you know, and she's started at a very young age being married. I think she was married when she was, you know, 15, 14, 15, 16, something like that. And, you know, raising kids at that age. And she started writing songs and, and, uh, raising kids at that age. It's no wonder she sang a song about the pill. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, these days it's too easy to jump out there and say, well, you know, I don't want to write, songs i'm just going to let someone else write them and i'll go listen and pick them out but you know as far as her teaching herself how to play guitar writing her own songs and uh she is uh, one of the greatest women of country music that's ever been well what song do you have to play for us next bro uh, let's see here back where i'm from in uh henderson county lexington there's a, uh, when I was growing up, there's a little road that, uh, back before any of us in my age group, uh, when we was running around, before we could buy beer, you know, we, would, uh, <laughs> we would always uh, get someone else to buy us beer. I won't <laughs> say the name of the place <laughs> or anything like that. Don't want to get anybody or any anything like that in trouble, but. But uh, you back know, in the days when you had to be smart to drink, yeah, right, right. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't do that, and then ride around town. You always hit the back roads, and uh, which I'm sure people still do today. But uh, uh, there was a little road that I grew up 
right off of called Black Bottom Road. It's on the backside of Beach Lake. You can go down there and uh, uh, drop a tailgate, hang out, throw your feet off in the water, and uh, you know just get away because you rarely saw the law out there. Kind of like Piney Lake back in the day. You could all. I remember when you could go to Piney Lake and throw up a tent and camp all night and have a have a bonfire. Can't have do that now. Time. Have a big time. Yeah, you can't right. do that now. No. I've got stories about uh, that, too, that my friends <laughs> left me there all night. I'm not going to mention who it was. Wake up next morning, and I'm the only 10th there, and everybody else is gone. You know, well, I'll tell you what, Brian. Let's, uh, let's play this song so everybody gets okay. the full effect. They can hear the band and the guitars behind it yes, and kind of get the, the full sound of your band and, and what you sound like. That'd live. be great. That'd be great. All right, here we go. This is Black Bottom Road. You grab the blanket, girl, I grab the beer I know a spot not far from here A little place only four-wheel drives can go Right through the woods, left at the creek Come to a stop neath a sycamore tree A little backwoods haven, I've been saving the shore
Get on in, girl. Growing up in this area and what it's like to get into shenanigans back on what we used to call Blacktop Road. Oh. <laughs> um, well, grew up in Henderson County. and uh, Which is not where Henderson, Tennessee is. No, no. That's, uh, that's <laughs> that can get you turned around in yeah, West Tennessee. Yeah, you say I'm from Lexington. That's a lot, right. A lot, sometimes people say Kentucky. No. <laughs> But uh, I lived kind of, I was uh, raised two sisters uh, while mom worked. And uh, so I didn't get out and get to do stuff in my younger age as much. You know, it was it was on until after high school before I started really, you know, getting well, out you. and doing anything. You know, and I started playing guitar when I was 14. I taught myself how to play. My cousin played a little bit, and I'd watch him. But then, you know, I'd, I'd more or less, you know, buy a book or or a cassette tape. <laughs> That's putting it back there, isn't it? and uh, <laughs> and listen along, and you know, just sit there and go through the chords and find out what chords that they're playing. And, uh, and well, let me I'll, ask you this: Did you ever buy the the Mel Bay chord book? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Still got it, probably <laughs> packed up in a box somewhere. That's our generation's shape notes, I think. Yeah, you know, if, yeah. You, if you learned to play guitar, it was likely out of that book. Yeah, yeah. Good. Well, uh, what else do you have going on? Do you have any shows coming up that people could come see? Yeah, absolutely. I'm playing somewhere every week. Sometimes a couple of times a week. Or, uh, like tonight, I'm in Cordova. The big city of Cordova, uh, big Tennessee. Big city, metropolis of Cordova, at uh, TJ Mulligan's down there. We start at 10. Okay. Uh, playing Jackson a lot, either at uh, Red Bones or the uh, downtown tavern. Red Bones is a restaurant, bar and grill, all ages, no smoking. Uh, tavern is 21 and up. And uh, uh, got some new shows coming up uh, around down around the river when it gets a little bit warmer, <laughs> of course. A little too cold to be down there to get that water <laughs> right now, but... Uh, um, hopefully I'm going to be doing some more shows. I did last year, I did some, uh, went to California, did a show, uh, did a show in uh, Kentucky and did a show in Florida. You've also been working some in Nashville lately, haven't you? Uh, I've been going to Nashville and, uh, hanging out with a buddy of mine named Jesse Whitley. And, uh, we've wrote a couple of songs together. And, uh, of course his dad's, uh, Keith Whitley and his mom is Lori Morgan. So, uh, he's third, he's actually... I don't know how many generations you'd call it, because Lori's dad was a Grand Ole Opry star, right. George Morgan, mm-hmm. with the candy kisses. And, uh, so I guess he would be a... Uh, uh, Jesse's wife also sings, right? Jesse's Ashley? wife also sings, Ashley Hewitt. Yep. Yeah, she's, she, and she's she great. Does, yes, she is. She does background vocals and uh, acoustic guitar for Lori's band. And, uh, and they've come down. Uh, this will be the third year this year that we've done it. We do a show over at Casey Jones Amphitheater, mm-hmm. Or the West Tennessee Down Syndrome Association. Right. Jesse and his wife come down and play. Eric Lee Bettingfield, uh, Ash Bowers, uh, Brandon Lay, and myself. It's a good group right there. Yeah. So it, you don't always have to go to the bars or the grills it, right. type environments to see me. I always do some kind of family type events throughout the year as well. Well, you've got um, a lot of things going on in this area. What are some of the bands that inspired you as you were coming up i think that's the prototypical 
question that all people have to answer whenever they're giving some kind of music interview. But you know, what what music do you listen to? What do you like? What what do you enjoy? Well, growing up around here, uh, the several bands back in the day there was a band called the Powers Brothers Band who did uh, country and uh, rock, and uh, they were brothers. Randy and Ronald Powers, who were both actually teachers at Lexington High School. One was a economics teacher and one was a biology teacher. And uh, my, I used to stay with my aunt a lot, who lived uh, in an apartment that was connected to a uh, honky-tonk. <laughs> so, uh, you know, of course, being that young, you know, you had to go to bed at 8, 8.30 at night. And... Uh, my bed was located right beside the bandstand, and there was a little sliding window if I stood up on the bed. And, uh, of course, she thought I was asleep, but, you know, I'd, how could you sleep with that, that bass thumping and the kick drum and, uh, and the guitars and that country music? And that's where I really first started taking an interest in music was watching uh, the Powers Brothers Band. And, and uh, they both could sing, and they were real good. You know, they had a real good draw. And then, uh, you know, a couple, several years later, you know, after I started playing guitar and stuff, you know, my mom had records, so I was introduced to to anything from classic country. And uh, you know, some people might not understand when I talk about classic country. I'm talking about <laughs> Charlie Rich mm-hmm. and uh, Ernest Tubb, and uh, you know, Conway Twitty, Loretta Lynn. But then, you know, mom also had the R&B records and, uh, you know, had this band called Aerosmith. And I was like, who is that? You know, so throw it on there and it's a whole different sound. It is, it is. And then, you know, she had some Southern rock stuff. And so, but then, um, of course, Jackson is well known for being the home of Jonathan Singleton in the Grove. And Jonathan's written several hits and, and uh, possibly still writing hits up there in Nashville. So, uh. You know, he was a big draw, and uh, he's actually from the Lexington area mm-hmm. himself. And uh, But uh, he would come, you know, when he had got his band started. And I didn't even have a band. You know, I was still just toying around on the guitar. And I'd go and listen to them hang out, and he'd get me up, and, and uh, I'd sing a few songs with his band. And uh, so I kind of got a late start in my musical career, and uh, I'm just in my prime way I feel right now so uh, what was the moment like whenever you realized this is what you wanted to do for a living it was a rewarding feeling you know that because it's not to me it's not about the money it's just about making music and being able to make music that other people can relate to and you know if I can and help people as well you know I do a lot of benefits when I can for, for you know, to help people out, whether it's uh, kids with cancer or, or, or St. Jude. You know, I play at the Decatur County Coon Hunt every year, which is a big benefit for St. Jude. Uh, the, like I said earlier, the Down Syndrome Association is going on its third year and uh, play for it. Uh, do a lot of stuff for the Carl Perkins Prevention of Child Abuse Center. Play a couple shows for them a year. And, uh, you know, God gave me a, a talent of being able to write songs, play guitar, and sing, and it's only right that I give back to the community. And uh, But 
that's a great feeling being able to do that and when I first started playing and singing you know it's like you know well you know I want to be a country star you know blah 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 you know like any other person would do as soon as right. they pick up guitar and but it, it's not about that it's just you know it's about doing what you love and if you make it, you make it. If you don't, you don't. You know, no one can say that you didn't try. But, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be able to, to open up for, you know, several artists like we talked about, become friends with them and, uh, and write some songs with some of them. And, uh, you know, it, if that's as far as I get, then that's fine by me. You know, yeah, another one that you opened up for kind of caught my eye, too, was a Georgette Jones. Georgette Jones. Son, Which of course is the, the daughter, daughter of George and Tammy. Right, right. And, and uh, <clears throat> I've actually uh, got to talk to Georgette quite a bit, and and, yeah, and her a, husband Jamie now Jamie is the uh, still guitar player East and Corbin. Corbin. And yeah, yeah, they're really great people. They are great people. I've talked to Jamie on the phone, and uh, yeah. and he real nice guy. Great he people. He uh, He's from England. He is. He is. <laughs> He's yeah. a wanker. <laughs> I hope you hear that. Me and him's good friends too. George okay. Hatt, yeah, I'll, I'll go up to Nashville. And they'll, they'll come over to Jesse sometimes and we'll yeah. hang out and, and you know and grill out and, and sit on the back porch and grab a guitar and, and play and sing some tunes and stuff like that. And, you know, and, and she's country music royalty as well. Her mom oh, yeah, she Martin is. And, and her dad. And her voice George is Jones. amazing. Yeah. You yeah. close your eyes and, and listen to her sing. She really sounds a lot like her mother. She really does. And uh, I, don't, I don't know if she realizes that or not, but she's uh, she she's seems very, to be very humble. She is very humble, she very is. down to earth. She's got a she seems like she's got a couple of good kids, she does. twins, and yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, uh, got to open for Confederate Railroad that okay. I listened to, you know, growing up, and uh, got to open up for them last year. And uh, of course, like I said, Mickey Gilly mm-hmm. and uh, Mickey. You know, it's like anybody is like. These days, it's like, who's Mickey Gilly? You know, well, tell you what, watch Urban Cowboy. Yeah. And then you'll find out who Mickey Gilly That's is. That's right. And people like Charlie Daniels. Exactly. Do you have another live song here for us? Yeah, this next song, a uh, song I wrote a couple years ago. Um, a lot of the girls like it. Imagine that. You know, they're about 85% of the, the music buying market anyway, but it's a. They're about eighty five percent of every market, aren't they? Yeah, that is true. <laughs> you gotta give it up for the girls. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, anybody that's been in some kind of uh, relationship where you wouldn't appreciate it or maybe you've been done wrong or, or something or another. And uh, of course, like I said, the girls relate to, you know, some of my love songs, more what guys do because you know, guys are manly, they're tough, you know, we don't we don't <laughs> cry, we don't have feelings, you know. But uh, this is called Joni. She's got a heart That's been broken Torn apart Too many times Left abandoned In this game we call love Took for granted And deprived But 
Lord, if I had his chance, I'd make her see Joni. Love is a lie, it's right here waiting with me. Joni, these feelings I can't hide, someday you'll be with me. Joni. Oh, Joni, was a time I felt I'd never find a girl like you, even though. In his arms tonight, I know that you feel it too. But if I had his chance, I'd make you see Johnny. Love is a lie, it's right here waiting with me. Joni, these feelings I can't hide, someday you'll be with me. Joni. Oh, Johnny, Johnny, love is a lie. It's right here waiting with me. Joni, these feelings I can't hide. Someday you'll be with me. Joni. Oh, Johnny, she's got a heart that's been broken, torn apart one more time. Man, what a beautiful song. I love that yeah, song. That was great. Thank you. Thank you.
All right, Sorry. Brian, if folks want to find you, they want to hear more about your music, or if they just want to book you for a show, where can they find you? Ah, uh, They can find me on Facebook. At, uh, just type in my name in the search bar, Brian Moffitt, B-R-Y-A-N-M-O-F-F-I-T-T. I have a personal page, which is about maxed out. I have a uh, music page, which is Brian Moffitt Music, B-R-Y-A-N-M-O-F-F-I-T-T-M-U-S-I-C-X. Listen to that. <laughs> trying to get all... Uh, Fancy, 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 what they'd call it. But uh, that's I have a Facebook music page and a personal page. Uh, I have a Twitter that uh, I tweet. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I have Instagram as well. So I have you know four different social media websites that I get out. And uh, also, if you want, I don't have it for downloads yet. I'm still working on that. But I have it for streamings where you can listen to any of my original songs that I have. on Reverb Nation. It's www.reverbnation.com slash Brian Moffitt. Man, Brian, I cannot tell you how much we appreciate you being our very first guest and doing our very first show with us. We have really enjoyed this morning getting to sit back and talk to you. Uh, I want to tell you that this is The Back Porch with Jay and Brandon. I want to tell you how to find us. You can find us the original backporch.podbean.com com again that's the original backporch.podbean.com you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter and uh, as we go out today we want to tell you thank you for listening to this episode of the back porch with Jay and Brandon thank you to Brian Moffitt thank and you we're for gonna, having me thank you for being here we're gonna go out with one of your last songs and I'll let Jay tell you this about this one all right, thanks again, Brian, for being here at the back porch. We're going to close the show out with a song that you've wrote, and it's called Country Girl. Yes, sir. Thank you all for having me. I appreciate Jay and Brandon, and uh, hope everybody listens in. All right, hope everybody has a good day out there in the pod nation, and keep following us. Girl
tree.